It might be hard to believe, but the New Orleans Saints aren't the only team dealing with that self-inflicted wound issue. Let's take a deeper dive into the Saints and the Colts. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to today's episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Big shout out to all you everydayers out there. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, breaking news, and much more, you can become a Locked on Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola, on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays over in the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, and then some on Locked on Saints. And today's Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Head over to prizepicks.com slash locked in NFL. Use promo code in all lowercase locked in NFL as well to get a first deposit match up to $100. It is Crossover Thursday here today, so I'm going to be joined by Jake Arthur, who's going to take the reins for the show here over at Locked On Colts. And we're breaking down the New Orleans Saints Indianapolis Colts matchup, starting with the biggest story for both teams. So, Ross, for you guys down in New Orleans, again, same record as the Colts, but I don't mm-hmm. know what the vibe is. Like, what's everyone talking about? What's the biggest storyline going into this one? Oh, goodness. Throw a dart, man. We can easily find a big storyline out here. I think there's a couple of different things. So um, obviously, like right now, news-wise, there's a lot of folks talking about like the Chris Olave arrest and all that stuff. Don't worry about it. There will probably be no, you know, nothing that's going to impact Chris Olave's availability for this game or availability moving forward. Not that big of a deal. So I wouldn't expect anything there. The communication between the offense is another big one. So I think the way that I would really, really put this down is that like this game right here against the Indianapolis Colts begins a really, really important stretch for the New Orleans Saints. They've got the Colts. They go back at home to host the Bears, which who knows who the Bears are right now? Like nobody really knows what to expect from this team. And then you look at, um, and then they've got the Minnesota Vikings who just knocked off the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. So it's a big stretch and probably the most important stretch. This could be the one to where everybody kind of goes, oh, that's it. That's the end of the season. If things don't, don't go well over the course of the next three uh, games, or it's the three-game stretch that get, breathes a lot of life back into this New Orleans Saints team. So I think that that's the big thing for this team right now and for this fan base is that they're looking at this Indianapolis Colts game as the first biggest must win that they've really, really come across so far this season. Yeah, Colts are kind of in a similar boat. You know, for the first few weeks, they were there in control of the AFC South, but now they're third. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the Jaguars are really taking off, and Houston has – it looks like they're finding their identity there. But the Colts are hitting a stretch here where they've got a handful of winnable games, and they can't drop these. Like, after what happened, you know, last week where they should have beat Cleveland, they can't keep dropping those. They're about to basically go through their their NFC South slate, and then they have Germany in there. They have the bye week, so it's all oh, very right. important. Yeah, so other than that, 
the <laughs> like the fan base, the city, the the team. There's a lot of anger and frustration right now after what yeah, happened on here. on Sunday. The the officiating, obviously, the two bad calls at the end of the game that ultimately took away a game winning play from the Colts when they were already up. You know, Jim Irsay went on on Twitter X, yes. whatever you want to call it, and admitted that the league told them they were wrong. But for me, again, and I took a lot of I took a lot of crap for this after uh, after the game. It's the turnovers that's causing this. Like mm-hmm. you don't want the game to be decided by just two calls by the referees on one drive. Right, you turn the ball over four times. Gardner Minshew specifically four times each in the last two games. And their opponents scored 17 points off of those turnovers. Again, in each game, the Jags beat them by 17. There's your difference. Mm-hmm. The Browns beat them by one. That like th- there's a direct correlation yeah. between the, the Colts just shooting themselves in the foot and giving away wins. Yeah, I think there's something similar to that here in New Orleans too. This past week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, as you as you kind of mentioned, uh, the the Saints forced two turnovers in the first quarter. So they got the the they ended up getting the ball back. They miss a field goal. Then they recover a fumble. They go three and out after that. Then Jacksonville muffs that punt. So it basically just kind of becomes a big field move for for the Saints. And then they get a field goal out of it. So they walk away with three points out of three possessions, including two extra possessions in the first quarter. So the inability to start early, then you know, you get to the end of the game, Boston Moreau drops a touchdown on third and goal uh, in the back of the end zone, heart crushing uh, mm-hmm. drop and heart crushing post game interview. Like, you know how tough it can be sometimes mm-hmm. to interview guys in those situations, but obviously with everything that Foster Moreau has been through this offseason, it was just kind of magnified a little bit uh, or quite a bit. And people kind of wanted to go after Foster Moreau for dropping the touchdown or, or what could have been the touchdown that tied up the game. And it's like, no, you don't want to be in that situation in the first place. You wanted to score the two touchdowns early on that you got the extra possessions and opportunities to get. Like it was a ripple effect that led to that moment, not just the one individual moment at the very end. Yeah, and I think it really showed the potential of a Colts offense missing Anthony Richardson and what it can even do with Gardner Minshew because yeah. scoring 38 points and giving the ball away four times, like they easily could have had 40 or 50 points. Yep, yeah, uh, it's so, a big-time shocker when you can walk yeah, away with that. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that scoreboard got melted and what was supposed <laughs> to be a really low over-under. Um, but no, I, I've got it here that New Orleans, I mean, they're what tied for fifth and takeaways with 12, so mm-hmm. – I mean, again, this it's already a huge point of emphasis to take care of the ball, but New Orleans has been a defense that's been able to cause those mistakes. So never more critical than in this one for the Colts. Yeah, and it's funny. You can flip that around, right? Indianapolis is mm-hmm. often fifth most giveaways with 12 as well. Yeah. But the biggest thing has been, can the Saints offense make good on what the defense is creating for them? That's where the mm-hmm. struggle has been so far for New Orleans. Yeah, for sure. So here in a second, we're going to go ahead and talk about the biggest matchups in this one. You know, whether it's groups or, you know, an individual that's just going to hold absolute vital level of critical nature to to this outcome. Everyone, it's time to pull out your Lucky Charm jersey and order your favorite apps and snacks on DoorDash because it's football season again, baby. I mean, the, the, the last thing I really really liked that was new uh there's a place called chile y limon Mm. and they've got it's obviously you know uh hispanic food and everything i got Mm. this burrito that was like 
every time I go to Chipotle and I wish my burrito was bigger, Chile <laughs> E Limon was like, I got you. This All thing right. was huge. I'm a big guy and I couldn't even finish it. Uh, but from that, like we we order coffee every Saturday morning from mm-hmm. Cabin Coffee over in Avon. Guys, I'm on the west side. So um, whether you're here listening from Indy or you're coming in for the Saints game like Ross, like mm-hmm. th- there's some really good options here for you. So get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. And like we mentioned, football season is here and locked on is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every single Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Locked On Colts, Locked On Saints. Catch mm-hmm. it every Friday afternoon. Your hosts, Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup. Whether it's you want your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, more, whatever it is. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Thank you. Looking here. <laughs> I'm locked on NFL kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any locked on NFL YouTube channel. All right, Ross. So looking at this matchup, whether it's your comfort level with the Saints or what scares mm-hmm. you about the Colts, what are you looking at as the biggest matchup in this one? Yeah, I, I have a I have a slightly esoteric answer for this one. And then I have a, and then I have another answer for this one too. Uh, the, the, the esoteric answer, which I think is really the most important thing for new Orleans is that it's them versus themselves. Mm-hmm. It, it's not really them versus the Indianapolis Colts this week. It's them versus their standard. It's them not getting in their own way. It's them not shooting themselves in the foot. It's them, as we have listed here, not enduring the self-inflicted wounds, which you hear from Dennis Allen all the time. The New Orleans Saints head coach talks about self-inflicted wounds getting in the way, whether it's penalties, turnovers, slow starts, um, you know, three and outs, uh, red zone woes. The Saints are 28th in the NFL right now in red zone, just barely over 30%. They're 26th in the NFL right now in third down conversion percentage. They are not good in situational football. So for me, the biggest thing, the biggest competitor to the New Orleans Saints in this game no disrespect to the Indianapolis Colts, who are a good team in Gardner Minshew, Shane Steichen. They have that um, they have that chemistry from when they were with Philly last year. The Saints mm-hmm. faced the both of them as quarterback and play caller last year. But the biggest, biggest competition that New Orleans Saints has, the biggest matchup is the one that they have with themselves, particularly Derek Carr versus Derek Carr in some cases, uh, in terms of not being the guy that everybody is trying to say that he is, and instead proving to be the guy that everybody hoped he would be. I, I feel like I say that same thing about the Colts all the time. It feels mm. so cheap because like it, it's so rarely when the Colts lose a game does it feel like the other team just totally outplayed it. It's like the Colts weren't prepared at all, which has luckily hasn't been a big issue with Shane Steichen. Um, but man, the, those those turnovers—they're three and four right now. But that could that could they could have two of those as wins so easily yeah. by just taking care of the of the football. So I'm right there with you in terms of just quit beating yourselves. Um, but looking at it otherwise, I'll, I'll give you guys something specific here though, because there is something that kind of worries me. Uh, and that is the Colts cornerbacks versus a, a really nice stable of saints pass catchers. Uh, because the Colts mm-hmm. are already really thin at corner. 
And then their top outside corner, Juju Brents, goes down with a quad injury during right. Sunday's game, and he did not practice on Wednesday. And, I mean, it doesn't look super optimistic for this weekend either. So uh, an, an already very young, inexperienced Colts secondary going against a very talented group led by Chris Olave, where he said it doesn't seem like it's going to be a big issue, the arrest. Yeah. Michael Thomas um, – even Rashid Shahid, Rashid Shahid, yeah, that guy is a playmaker, and yeah, so the Colts have generally been pretty good in terms of like limiting big plays and like not getting absolutely murdered in the pass game. But this really, this really worries me. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. That's that's a big thing because that's that's where the New Orleans Saints want to be right now. Like they want to be that team that's able to win through the air, and they want to be able to run the ball. And, and I think that that's a. I mean, they want to be able to run the ball, but they want to be able to to win through the air. And they're a team right now that's ready to come into Indianapolis potentially for the first time this season with an entire complement of weapons. All three of their top wide receivers healthy. All three of their top running backs, my, uh, uh, Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, and. Uh, rookie Kendra Miller should be healthy going into this game. Alvin Kamara missed Wednesday's practice, but it was with illness. We'll see if he's able to go. I'm sure that he probably will be. Juwan Johnson, the Saints' top tight end, he's working his way back. Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham, all should be good to go this weekend if Juwan Johnson continues to trend in the right direction. This will be the first time we really get to see this offense with all those weapons. And if the if the Indy uh, secondary is, is struggling, and if the Indy secondary is injured, that's going to be a big thing that New Orleans is going to be looking to take advantage of uh I, I, let me give you the 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 less esoteric answer to to the question too for new orleans and it's the new orleans saints run defense particularly their their down linemen against jonathan taylor like that's mm -hmm. got to be that's got to be the biggest thing because new yeah. orleans just like they want to win on the offensive side through the air they want to win on the defensive side through the air but in order to do that you have to take away a run game it's going to be very very hard to take away this indianapolis colts run game uh because the saints have been kind of this team so far this year that has not allowed a lot of rushing yards but have been allowing them on a per carry clip to a concerning amount right so i think yeah. that that's the thing that you're kind of looking at is they're able they've been able to steer uh, teams away from the run game, but haven't necessarily been able to limit the run game when it's working. So I think that this downline of, you know, particularly the interior with Colin Saunders and your know, rookie, Brian Brzee, Nathan Shepard, Malcolm Roach, all these guys on the interior, along with the, the outside edge defenders uh, have to be able to try to limit this Indianapolis Colts run game as best as possible. So that they could try to operate to their strength, which is their pass defense. And that parlays me beautifully into what I think are going to be the most important players for the Colts. Number one, it's Gardner Minshew. And just, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have to be anything crazy. Like just do your thing. And whether it's taking a check down or throwing it away or whatever, like just don't make those stupid interceptions. Cause we've seen a game where it was fumbles. We've seen a game where it was interceptions. Mm -hmm. So just like, even if you turn the ball over twice, like that's reasonable, I think, but just four is too much. Yeah. And on the same page, I think he's going to have to rely on Jonathan Taylor a lot because I think now that Taylor's back, I think it's going to be game four. Uh, we've seen his usage increase each week about 15 to 42%. To, it was a split 50, 50 last week. Mm -hmm. Zach Moss was on the injury report Wednesday, didn't practice. Uh, so I think we're, I mean, they're, if they're both healthy, they're still both going to have a role. But we're going to see Jonathan Taylor at some point be like, I don't think he's going to totally dominate the touches in the backfield, but it, he's going to be heavily favored in, in his direction. And I, 
We saw that in 2021 where the second half of the season they had to hide Carson Wentz in the passing game. Right. And yeah. Taylor took advantage and went mm-hmm. to the stratosphere and had the best yep. season a Colts running back ever has. Yeah. And he's looking like his old self as of last Sunday. There's burst, there's you know, elusiveness. He can break the tackles. They're he's using so him in the passing game really well. So that guy is starting to catch fire. And I have this circled in red as a potentially huge Jonathan Taylor game. Yeah. Yeah. I would circle that in red to red for concern. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would put that right there as well. Yeah, man. He's so good. I, mm-hmm. I think that the players that I'm watching to have the biggest impact in this game, or of course, Derek Carr, but specifically Derek Carr's communication with his receivers. He said that he's, you know, he's had a bunch of different conversations, a bunch of different phone calls with players, some uncomfortable conversations coming to terms and holding everybody accountable, being accountable himself, all those things. So hopefully that, and that it's led to productive conversations and productive work and togetherness in 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 practice we'll see if that translates to you know results on the field it's it's great to have those conversations it's great to hear the content of those conversations all that but it's the results of those conversations that are most important so we'll see what direction that goes and so i think that becomes most important thing and i think another guy that really has an opportunity to really change this game is paulson adebo the the cornerback opposite marshawn Lattimore. so instead of the top corner who is you know going to look to play a clean game? Try to you know limit as much as they can from this you know from these talented receivers, talented pass catchers. Um, I, the thing that I'm looking for is 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 Paulson Adebo because what he tends to do sometimes is that he has these games where he gets to that big interception, but then also has that big pass interference penalty down the field at yeah. a crucial situation that gives new life to the opposing offense and stuff like that. Those are the things that you're going to want to really watch the balance of. I think he leads the NFL right now in defensive pass interference calls with four uh, through mm-hmm. just five games played, not not going into his eighth game. This will be a sixth game going into here because he missed a couple with injury. So I think that becomes a really big factor to watch in this game as well. Number 29 over on the Saints defense. Well, maybe the Colts can get a good look at him because they might be in the market before the trade deadline for there veteran corner. Didn't go great with Daryl Baker and Juju Brent's absence last week. So maybe they could use a corner like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe he he has been tied to some of those uh, those conversations quietly in the past. So we'll see uh, mm-hmm. how we don't know who, who knows how real those conversations were. But maybe, maybe with the trade deadline, there's an opportunity there with at the right price. Mm-hmm. So coming up next, who's gonna win this one? We will <laughs> let you know. And today's episode, this crossover Thursday, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and our official sports betting partners here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You like the Indianapolis Colts in this one, favored one and a half points, or you like the New Orleans Saints as road dogs over under set at 43 and a half points. Is this going to be another one of those barn burners like what you saw unexpectedly between the Colts and the Browns? Or are we going to see things kind of tamper down here? I think I might be taking the under on this one. Jake, but we'll see. Uh, so if you want to go and get in on that and much more, and if you haven't used FanDuel before, let us hook you up right quick. Because if right now, if you're a new customer, you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed win or lose simply by placing your first $5 bet. That's a $200 set of bonus bets win or lose lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's absolutely the time to get it done. You can do so by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on and get that all started right now. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. 
NFL. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Listen, I, I live here in New Orleans. We deal with hurricanes. We got a whole season dedicated to them, all that. You want to be prepared. You want to be prepared for your worst because it's better to be prepared than to not be prepared, right? Better to have and not need than need and not have. And that's one of the reasons why I love Jace Medical because they give you the opportunity to go and grab their Jace case. Let me tell you about the Jace case. Five different potential life-saving antibiotics that can help you out in over 50 different infections. So if you're in a situation to where it's a natural disaster or a natural storm, or you're going to be without power for a little while, whatever it might be, you want to be prepared. And the Jace case is something you should absolutely add to your kit. So we're going to help you out. Go to jacemedical.com slash and into the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. It's going to get you a $20 discount on your order. Jace case included. Once again, that is promo code locked on at J-A-S semedical.com all right so i don't i don't know how much better i feel about the colts in this one or not um <laughs> man I'll, I'll put you on the spot first yeah. I, I mean what do you think are are the saints good road warriors or anything because i know the colts are not good at defending their home turf yeah it's been really interesting the new orleans saints recently have been a much better road team than they have been a home team which you know, that did not used to be the case in New mm. Orleans. Superdome used to be this very, very fearful place to come and play and all that. It has not been that here recently. At no fault to the fans in attendance, but very much because the team hasn't been defending their home turf, as you observe with the Indianapolis Colts. So they have been pretty good on the road. They've not been necessarily great on the road as road dogs, however. So it's a little bit of a different thing there. Uh, so I think that when I look at this, what I see is two teams that need to figure out how to get out of their own way before they can even start playing against the team that they play with. So I'm expecting that they're playing it. So I'm expecting these two teams to go out there and play the songs that they know. I expect mm -hmm. the Colts defense to do the thing that they feel that they're strong at, the Saints offense to do the thing that they're strongest at, and vice versa, right? That they just go out there and play their best notes and hope that they come out on top in that matchup. And, and I think that that is a... Uh, a way that everybody says that they go about playing football, but not always the way that they go about playing football. And so I'm very, very interested to see the way that this goes. I think this will be a low scoring game. I originally picked the New Orleans Saints to lose this game because I expected them to be going up against Anthony Richardson. I do feel a little bit better with it being Gardner Minshew only because that's no, that's no shot at Gardner Minshew, but only because the Saints saw Minshew and Steichen last year with, mm -hmm. with, like better receiving weapons in particular and AJ Brown and, and, and Devonta Smith, two of the best. How, how dare you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's like, <laughs> it's one of the best pairs, one of the best duos no, in the yeah. entire NFL. Right. So yeah. I think like, so, and the saints did fared extremely well against him. I've also noticed that when Gardner Minshew starts a game or plays majority of snaps in a game and scores more than 30 points, the next week, those scores have looked like 13 points, 10 Oof. points and 22 points. And so, and that included last year when he started in place with Jalen Hurts. They scored 30 points in the previous game. Then they went up against New Orleans Saints and only scored 10. And so the consistency concern for Gardner Minshew is one that I'm watching. I think the Saints can win this game, but I could see them lose this game too, Jake. It's so tough. Yeah. I had them projected as being 4-4 four and four after this game. 
as a after a loss in this game in my like preseason projections, I'm going to take the Saints to win this one. I'm going to take it to 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 maybe get it started a little bit. But to me, the most important thing for New Orleans is not can they win this game; it's can they remain consistent if they win this game. So really, I could see this one go either way. But for the voodoo of it all, I'll pick the Saints 24 to 14 over the the Indianapolis Colts. But this can go either way. <laughs> okay, okay. So I think like you want to win every game, obviously, but this game carries so much weight, I think. And there's so many things that the Colts want to get right and fix. Yeah. Like you had Michael Pittman Jr. kind of disgruntled about his usage after the game, which he has later clarified, you know, I'm not I'm not a good loser. You know, like I want the sure. ball, I want to help the team win. Mm-hmm. But still and good, Herman, by the way. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Good. He's, and he's been what his bread and butter coming out. I mean, part of his game coming out as a rookie was his yards after a catch. And mm-hmm. that has been on full display this year. Yes. So he's had several games where he's had 10 plus targets. I expect that again. I, I think Gardner's going to try and feed him as long as it's there. They're not going to force it. Right. Uh, but again, I think this is also going to be a big Jonathan Taylor game. And we've seen when the Colts are able to control things and he's on fire, they do very well. And I trust the the coaching and the people around Taylor more than I did back in like 2021. Uh, I, I just think this is going to be a really potent team when he's on fire. I have him winning narrowly 23 to 21. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, I really think it's that kind of game here. Like, yeah, you know what it's, I mean? it's like a total it. toss up. Last week, I, I made an argument for each one episode. I, I called the Browns. The other one I called the Colts. I, I gave compelling arguments for both. It didn't turn out the way any of us talked. About. <laughs> <laughs> did, that game did not win. turn out the way anybody thought it was going to turn out. No. I think PJ Walker and Gardner Minshew were, were surprised about the way that game was going. Those two melting the scoreboard. Lives. Yeah, those guy putting, guys putting up about 80 points on the scoreboard was pretty unexpected. That <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. So, yeah. yeah so, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. everyone, be sure to, I mean, obviously, if you're in Indy, if you're watching on your TV, great. Uh, but you can also catch it on Sirius XM. Just go to your SXM app, search for Colts, search for Saints. You'll get your local broadcast. You'll get every snap of the action there. And with that, I think it's going to put a pin in it for us. Uh, we'll see you guys again. Obviously, Friday, we'll come to you guys after the game as well. Be sure you check in with us. We'll give you all of our thoughts surrounding everything. Uh, if you don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Locked on Saints, on Twitter, X, social media, Uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts for free on YouTube and everything. And with that, we will see you guys tomorrow.